Billy Ray Valentine. What's going on, Mr. Gates? Man, I'm so glad you answered. Check it out, man. What do you know about predictive programming? That, that's a hell of a question, predictive programming, and what we do, you and I, and, and, right. everybody, and everybody listening, right? Um, predictive programming is when something is inserted in pop culture or in books or in you know, comic books, films, you name it, in order to prime you for a future event. You know, that, that, that's, that's what I think it is. What do you think it is? Oh, it's definitely what it is. Um, in recent times, uh, we have seen, especially now with the internet, right? Um, you know, people share these videos. Like we all know the Simpsons predictions, right? Right. They're, they're so there's so many of them, and they're so uncanny. Uh, and of course, in a bunch of movies, television shows, uh, you know, sometimes you know we we have to chalk things up to just coincidence, you know, um, you know, but sometimes it, it defies uh just basic coincidence it it's almost looks intentional you know like the fact that when you watch uh the matrix uh the first uh, the first matrix uh, which had a profound impact on the culture right right and, red and pill blue pill changing, all of that stuff yeah it, it kind of changed the way we saw time and you know mm. th- these are things that had been pondered by scientists for millennia right right but for us, like, wow, what if we are in a simulation? What if we are, you know, that, that it kind of, you know, gave it to the, the populace. But in that film, if you'll notice, uh, when um, when Neo, the main character played by Keanu Reeves, shows his driver's license, his birth date is September 11th, 2001. Yeah, man. In that movie. Right. And that film came out, I believe, in 1995, 96? 99, it? I think so, it was. Was it ninety nine? Okay, yeah. I exactly. think it was ninety nine. I don't, I don't, I don't recall one hundred, but I think it was ninety nine. Yeah, right around there. But it was still before September eleventh. Right? Oh, absolutely right. And yeah, and and uh, I mean, there's been so many instances. Again, I referred to the the Simpsons. Uh, you know, with the whole President Trump thing. You know, and yeah. I don't know when those original episodes came out where there was a President Trump on the show, but there is a particular scene, and I don't know if you saw this where. Uh, in the cartoon, uh, which was you know broadcast years before Trump was ever, ever you know thought of as a politician, uh, there's a there's a particular scene where he's coming down an escalator. Right, right. And there's people, you know, and then the guy drops the sign and everything. Well, they have that actual footage after his presidency, and the exact same thing happens. The guy drops the sign and everything as him and his wife are going down the escalator. So you know, little things like that. It's like. Are, are you know are, are these these writers at the Simpsons are, are they psychic or are they part of a grand plan to predictively program things into us or, or they're you time know. travelers right we can't forget that but um it could it, be that right <laughs> it's a possibility you know but we look at right. things and you 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 pointed out a lot of a lot of big ones right the Simpsons is huge even that it's crossed over to the mainstream it's no, it's no longer right. Uh, stuck within our realms the mainstream is actively reporting on how many things that the simpsons has predicted right 
But uh, Neo right. and the Matrix <clears throat> and nine uh, eleven on his passport, right? Also, yeah. Trading Places, uh, a, a movie with a character named Billy Ray Valentine. Um, <laughs> right. When they were uh, him, it was Billy Ray and uh, Lewis. Lewis Winthorpe the third, and they were going to the World Trade Center to to uh, trade, right? To do what it is they did, and at one point. The clock flashed 9-11 <laughs> when right. they were in there. And I was like, wow, you know, right. when, when, when somebody first showed that to me, I was like, wow, that's insane. You know, I have to see it in the movie itself. I've only seen clips of it and people pointing it out. So I got to see it in the movie itself. But still, even if, uh, if, if it's true, it's crazy, right, that that would be in there. But there are, there are a lot more right. ver- verifiable ones. And we can get into some of them, like Contagion and the coronavirus the simpsons and the coronavirus they they yeah. they uh you know tell i mean predicted that one you know like you said um uh donald trump uh who else prince the death of prince was predicted by the simpsons yep. um yep. not too long ago when kobe bryant passed away there was yep. a, a a cartoon i forget some i forget the name of the cartoon it was on uh on cartoon network and um yeah. or on adult swim uh, Chamberlain Heights, Legends of Chamberlain Heights, it was called. Yep. And and it predict yeah. and it showed uh, Kobe Bryant dying from a plane crash. Incredible, right? How uncanny it was. Well, it was a helicopter. But, it, it was. They actually right? used a helicopter in the in the cartoon. Yeah. Insanity, insanity, right? Like, where where are they getting? Why? How does this happen? Are there ideas that are somehow implanted into the author's uh, brain? From somewhere else, right. or is it you know that they're getting heads up from uh, from the CIA, like uh, the the guy from the X, the X Files uh, used to say? Uh, who was it? Right. I remember they they uh, they had a spinoff series of the X Files. I forget the the name of the actor, but it was uh, the Lone Gunman was the name of the series, yeah. and they spinned off. And on the pilot episode, it was uh, about planes, remote control planes hitting the World Trade Center. You know, and mm. uh, and this was before nine eleven again, and uh, the guy I forget the, the I forget the uh, the actor's name, but he went on Alex Jones, and I think Clyde had him on too. Actually, uh, he went on Alex Jones, and um, and he said that uh, you know the CIA would constantly come in and drop you know scripts and say, oh here you go, uh, try this. Why don't you try that? Why don't you try this? Which is crazy, hmm. right? But you yeah, know, I, th- there, th- there's a couple of ways to to look at this. We call it predictive programming. Um, in more esoteric realms, they call it the revelation of the method, right? And right. Uh, right. the re- the revelation of the method is supposed to be like letting a vampire in, right? Like a vampire, the lore goes that a vampire cannot come into your house. You have to let them in unless you invite them. Exactly. Right. So that's what the revelation of the method is, karmically, supposedly. That um, that these people have to let you know what they're doing in order to have some type of consent. Like, yeah, we told them that's why we can do it and they don't get harmed karmically. Now, I don't think this is a thing. I, I don't know where the revelation of the method comes from. It's a very uh, 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 used term around what it is we do. Now, predictive programming, which is very similar to the revelation of the method, we can definitely uh point to because it's there you know the reasons why is a different thing but the revelation of the method is a karmic thing 
like a, like a, like well, a pr- right, go ahead tell me something well yeah the, the term revelation of the method as far as i know was first coined by a writer named michael hoffman uh he has a book called uh, secret societies and psychological warfare mm-hmm. and um and in magic uh you know ritualistic magic the revelation of the method for whatever reason is um is actually necessary um where uh, you know like you, you know you've seen the movies where um first of all you know there's some kind of sacrifice but the victim must come of their own free will right right, right so you right. have to convince them to show up there we saw that in the wicker man and a few other a, a myriad of other witchcraft you know type movies mm. um and even when placing a curse it is the witch or warlock's job to say i curse you you're going to lose your firstborn or you're going to die within a certain amount of time or you're going it's the word it's the the affirmation and uh even in even on the other side of the spectrum um did you know that you have to have permission to pray for someone no you're supposed to ask for their permission can i pray for you right um and what the, you know both of these whether you know you want to look at it as some kind of hocus pocus stuff or um from a more uh practical earthbound view both of these things have an impact on the subconscious of the right. person who hears it right 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 so right. if i believe that you are a powerful witch and you tell me that something's going to happen to me that's going to affect my subconscious and it's the power of suggestion, right? Where I stub my toe in the morning. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the witch's curse. Uh, then I, I drop my favorite uh, shot glass and it shatters everywhere. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a family heirloom. This must be the witch's curse. Right. And then we start to validate the witch's curse. And then we start to spiral and go down. It's like it's, it, it's we expect it, mm-hmm. right? And the same thing with prayer, like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's that's a person I really respect. It means a lot for them to pray for me. And that has a profound effect on our subconscious. And we might start feeling better or we might start seeing different results because of our belief that this person's prayer is helping us. You know, so <laughs> that's more of the revelation of the method. I mean, and, and I think they're both the same. Uh, I, I think they both work the same. Uh, if we're talking, if we're just going to call it predictive programming, uh, where you're basically putting ideas into the collective subconscious. Right, right. right? Priming people them, right? start mm-hmm. to, yeah, they start to think differently. They start to have different conversations. Then they start to have different expectations. Like right now, everyone's, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, we can kind of see the writing on the wall for fiat currency, right? We can kind of see that, uh, you know what, this might be going away soon. Right, uh, right, right. You know, everybody's looking at crypto. Everybody's talking about cryptocurrency because it makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, so everyone's kind of already expecting there to be some kind of great financial collapse. All the housing market's going to crash and it probably will because we collectively believe that it will. So yeah. we're going to behave to almost ensure that it does happen and we're going to accept it when it happens because it gives us a sense of empowerment. See, I told you I knew it was going to happen. You know, and so I, I, I think it's a little bit of all of this, you know, whether it's esoteric and something, uh, you know, magical or whether it's something practical and absolutely uh, measurable on real real world terms. Well, 
you brought up a lot of a lot of key things there, Mr. Gates. Right, and we were talking about Michael Hoffman, right? And um, yeah, and how he coined the term "the revelation of the method," right? Um, yeah. So, you're familiar with Christopher Knowles? Um, Christopher. Chris, Christopher Knowles, right? He's a researcher. He has a lot of. He's been around here in uh, the alternative media for a long time, but uh, he had a couple of things to say about Michael Hoffman, and I got him right here. So it's I, it's <laughs> it's incredible that you brought it up, right? that you even knew this. Okay. Like who knows that? You, Mr. Gates, is the only one that knows stuff like this and could pick it up <laughs> off the top of his head. Anyway, um, so uh, Christopher Knowles goes first of all. There is no such thing as the revelation of the method. It's uh, a speculative concept coined by an extreme right-wing conspiracy theorist, uh, speaking of Hoffman, and has no basis in esoteric history or doctrine, right? And he keeps going afterwards. But uh, he's a, this guy is an, an, an esoteric researcher, right? And he says it has no basis. Now, you can make an argument without there being actual basis because, right, like, People need to have some type of consent to do everything. You just brought up prayer. So you can make an argument for it. I'm not saying it's an accurate one, but you can make an argument for it. Now, um, what's the other one? Predictive programming, right? Even though they're both the same, but I, I think I want to point out some differences, right? The revelation of the method is more esoteric, even though, um, yeah, it's more esoteric. It's more of a karmic principle. And then predictive programming is more of a, a psychological priming, right? And and uh, who coined predictive programming? Uh, Alan Watt was the name of the right. researcher who who coined uh, predictive programming, and uh, it was made famous by people like Alex Jones and 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 David Icke and and so on and so forth. You know, uh, uh, that that um pushed the terminology along and in order to describe what we were seeing on a day to day, you know, um, so what's the purpose for it right like uh, is right. it karmic or is it they're priming us for a future to accept the future a little more you know to uh like you look at black mirror that that series that came out that, that is the the new the new version of the twilight zone it's fantastic right but you look at it yeah, and there's it. it's fantastic right there's so much predictive programming just littered all over that right and like yeah. you, you it's just getting you ready for what's coming you know, or or like the major. Go ahead. What's up? Mm -hmm. Can it be argued though, that especially when it comes to science fiction, because uh, it's kind of the job of science fiction to be very forward and futuristic. To, Absolutely, Mister. Create, yeah. yeah, you know, and just kind of say, well, event. We can do this right now, so eventually, you know, this is going to evolve into that, which will evolve into that, which can possibly evolve into this, and now you have a a story that you can, you know. You know, so so you know, it can be argued that that's just basically, uh, you know, common sense imagination. I guess I just coined a new term. <laughs> um, <laughs> in a lot of cases, right, right. You know, um, like we we knew that Skype and 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 uh, Google Meet, we knew that was coming. Um, yeah. We saw that in Star Trek in the 1960s, right? And mm. the television had already been invented been invented so it, it wasn't too much of a stretch to say eventually we'll be able to uh, communicate in real time with one another on a screen 
Mm-hmm. Okay, we all know that eventually this is going to turn into holographic technology where you and I can actually be sitting in the same room or at least have the appearance of doing so with things like Oculus, um, you know, and, and, and these other virtual reality uh, programs and, and, and devices, you know. So, yeah, I, I just want to say that for science fiction, it could be argued that this is just common sense imagination from a lot of these creators. I couldn't agree more. You're absolutely right. Right. These are people thinking ahead. Right. And then yeah. uh, life imitates uh, fiction sometimes. Right. Or like, damn, that's a cool idea. Let's let's do it. You know, or that's where it was right. headed anyway. Right. But then you take a look right. at something like a movie like a, a Contagion. And then you yeah. you really yeah. have to stop to think what the hell went down there, because it was incredibly accurate, incredibly right. accurate. Right. Down to the food shortages down to the propaganda conspiracy theories spreading spreading fake uh, news quote unquote you know to disinformation right. you know getting you primed for that um the vaccine you know getting you primed for right. that you know that got us primed for so much i mean it was so accurate to the point well i think the 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 virus in contagion was a lot worse than the virus um, right. than the actual virus, right? But uh, beyond that, so many of the circumstances around that virus in contagion actually came to pass here. The um, yeah. Go ahead, what's up? Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, yeah, I, that I would call, uh, pr- that's definitely predictive programming. Okay. That and then the, the pandemic right. uh, documentary that came out on Netflix just before all this happened. Agreed. And of course, we all know about what is it? Agenda 21. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, the, the Gates Foundation, um, you know, with their with their simulation that happened, you know, just months before all of this played out exactly like their simulation played out. Those are definite. I mean, it's, it, you know, those are those are the instances where it's too much of a coincidence. It's like, come on. You know, it's kind of like uh, when we hear that. um I think the day of September 11th, the, the September 11th tax, uh, they were they were having some kind of drill. Um, uh, to, the military was having some kind of drill uh, to, to, to how to respond if a, you know planes were hijacked and headed towards you know United States landmarks. And there's even a um, a recording of I believe it's the FAA and and someone uh, you know saying hey we're being attacked. Um, and the person on the other line saying, is this real? He's like, yeah, no, this is 100% real because he was wondering, is this part of the simulation or are you really telling me this is happening? Right. Um, and I believe it was the same thing with the, with the, um, the train attacks in, in the UK, uh, you know, sometime after that. Yes. They were having some kind of drill for uh, somebody, you know, uh, a terrorist act on a train at the exact same time that this happened. So, those those are kind of coincidences that can't not cannot be ignored. So you're absolutely right with um, with the pandemic uh, documentary, and then uh, contagion, and um, you know, I mean, because we had seen movies like that before. What was that movie that came out in the '90s? Was it Outbreak? Outbreak with, with the Outbreak Monkey, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. And uh, you remember how scary that was. I remember because that was the first time that most of the general population had ever heard of an airborne um, virus. Right. Right. So we we're like, wow, that's scary. You know, you could just breathe it in. You know? <laughs> then you got movies like the, the 12 Monkeys and, you know, stuff like that. 
And but yeah, I just wanted to to kind of uh, tackle what you were what you were saying. But no, no, no. Thank you. No, and and there was another one that came out, and this came out after uh, the coronavirus, right? And it, uh, Michael Bay's movie, which I haven't seen oh, yeah. in full, but I want to now. Right. Uh, Songbird, right? And that yeah. one is 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 centered around uh, COVID twenty three, if I'm not mistaken. And that one is no joke, right? That is no joke because people aren't allowed to leave their homes. They are diagnosed through their phone if something is wrong with them. And then the military shows up at their door. It's like, do not leave. Otherwise, we're going to shoot you. You know, and Mm. and I I see something like that and I'm like, is that possible? Absolutely. You know, is it far-fetched? It's not. Remember how much the world changed from September 10th, 2001 to September on the other side of September 11th? Oh, yeah. You know, I was, I was talking to my daughter. You know, she was born in 1999, so she was way too young to uh, be able to know what was happening when September 11th happened. But I was just telling her how much different the world was before that. And at that time, had you told me there would come a day where we would all wear masks and we would be restricted from doing and saying certain things, even hugging our families or, or, you know, uh, being with our families on holidays and special days. I, I, we would have said, that's crazy. That's science fiction. That's something that only happens in the movies. That'll never really happen here. And then if you would have told me just three years ago that there's going to be a vaccine that's going to be forced upon the public, I would have said, you're crazy. Right, <laughs> you know, and but here we are. So yes, something like that can absolutely happen. And are they getting us ready for it, Mister Gates? Let's look at The Walking Dead. Look at The Walking Dead. I used yeah. to love watching The Walking Dead. I fell off of it, but I used to love watching it. I think the first two seasons. The first season is my favorite, but the first two two seasons are some of the best uh, television right. programming. Uh, and, and look what we're saying here: programming, right? <laughs> television programming. Right, right. Um, 
in, in television history for me. But what were they priming right. us for? They're, they're, priming, they're priming, priming us to, to get ready for a society that, that completely and totally breaks down. You know, it doesn't due trust to a, one another. Right, right. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, think about it, man. Like, when's the last time you saw a stranger's face in public? Right? You tell yeah. a lot just by just with the mouth, a smile, a scowl. You know, we don't see these anymore. All we see is eyes. You know, and uh, we're 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 really we're really building a, a society of mistrust and. Um, and, and when it comes to the zombie thing, right? What if zombies are just, you know, instead of you know the the undead walking around, you know, growling and grunting? What if the zombie apocalypse is really just a bunch of people who believe what they see on the mainstream media and will comply with, no matter how silly it is, they will just comply mindlessly. You know, what if we are the zombies right now? Oh, I think that's very possible. Not not just not just people who subscribe to the mainstream media, but a lot of us here in the alternative are also zombies and we don't even know it. You know, so don't right. get me started down that down that road because <laughs> I will right. go down there all day. No, we, we have issues and problems. Right. Um, well, well, I mean, but, but uh, just think about it. Right. Think about yeah. it. If you are, let's say you're an anti-vaxxer and an anti-masker. We've seen these videos by now of people who, you know, don't believe what's going on. So they walk into a supermarket with no mask and every single other person attacks them. How dare you? And, you know, so so that can be akin. Like, what if we are the zombies that are trying to attack those few woke people? Wow. (laughs) Right. And I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, um, because I had COVID, you know, I, I know what it feels like. It's, you know, and all of that. And uh, several of my family members have had it as well. Uh, luckily, right. we haven't lost anybody because of it. And, and so I know that the virus is real. I know mm-hmm. that it's real. I know that it's different. Um, is it as deadly as, as they're, they're, they're telling us it is, uh, you know, more deadly than the flu or pneumonia, which kills, you know, hundreds of thousands of people every year, too? I don't know. But what if that is the zombie apocalypse? You know, most people are zombies and just a few, just a very few of them are woke and and being chased down by the mob uh, of sheeple, as I guess we would call it in this um, (laughs) in this genre. Right. Yeah. 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 No, man, I I follow your train of thought. Um, I I have a story for you that happened last weekend, actually, Uh, right, right after we had our last talk, you and I. Uh, I, I went yeah. out with with some friends from school, right? And right. Um, one of the girls that we were with spilled her drink on herself. We asked right. for for some tissues so she can clean up, and they never came. You know, they were very busy, and they we didn't get the the tissues. So I decide to get up and go get the tissue. So I put on the mask because in order to so we're in this place without a mask, right? But in order to yeah. get up, we're sitting down without a mask. We're eating, we're drinking without mask. But in order to get up and go somewhere, you have to put on the mask. Makes no sense to me, right. but whatever. So I put on the mask to go. I decided I go to the bathroom, right? Then I wash my hands, get out. Forget that I had taken off my mask. So I'm walking around without it, right? 
I asked the bartender, I'm like, can I get some tissues? And he goes, no, man, no, no, stay away from me. You're not wearing a mask. I can't help you. And I'm like, and like aggressively, aggressively, like he was aggressively upset with me. And um, right. it naturally, it upset me because I'm like, you don't have to be an asshole about this, but whatevs. So I just reached over, grabbed some tissues and left, right? Go back right. to the table and, and gave them to my friend so she can clean up. I sit down. A couple of minutes later, management shows up and they come tell me, hey, you know, very nicely, not like the bartender. They were like, if, if you're going to get up and walk around, please put on the mask. And I tell them, okay, right. man, what, what, whatever you want. But I mean, the aggression that was shown at me because I was not wearing this thing. And, and, and I could have sat there and tried to rationalize and tell them, hey, um, you know, I was just sitting down right over there without it, right? Just right. saying, brother. Like, <laughs> just saying, right. bro. You know, um, but, um, but no, aggressively. And early on during the pandemic, I got a lot of pushback because of it. And let, let, me, uh, let me tell you something. I, I may have had this thing in April. I never got tested to see if I did or didn't, but I got sick and I never get sick. You know, so I also right. know that it's real. And there's been tons of people around me that have, that have caught it. You know, so I, I right. know that it's real. Is it as severe you know, as, as, um, as they made it out to be, I don't know. Right. But I would look at, right. at China videos coming out of China that look a lot like contagion or look a lot like uh, uh, songbird, you know, and yeah. are, are they real? I don't know, but I remember people doing the Wuhan shuffle. I don't know if you know what that is, but they would just do a shuffle, fall on the floor and die. There are videos oh, yeah, of yeah, this, yeah. right? And we, they called it the Wuhan shuffle. You know, and that's what I was right. expecting when it was coming over here. Was that predictive well, programming? You know, was that just because well, yeah. yeah. we didn't see it here? Not like that anyway. I, I know. I, I remember seeing those videos I was, I, and, and they had me fooled. I was like, holy shit. Because like, right. they show people convulsing and people just right. dropping in the middle of the street. And I'm like, what the yeah. hell is going on over there? Exactly. And yeah, we, don't, we didn't see that anywhere else in the world. Right. <laughs> Only there. And, um, you know, I... I I don't know, man. I, you know, it, it, it's okay. Again, I, I, let's talk about the purpose. What is okay. the purpose? I mean, like in magic. Okay. Like I said, that there's a rule for whatever reason. I don't know if it's some kind of cosmic rule that you have to affirm what you're going to do to the person you're going to do it to, whether it's praying or cursing. Right. Right. So, and, and then, of course, we look around and we see a lot of esoteric. If you look at Washington, D.C., that, that all of that shit is, you know, there's there's a lot of esoteric symbolism just in the architecture. And, and, you know, a lot of the things they choose to do. Are these people really doing rituals, mass worldwide mass rituals and, and getting our compliance like the vamp the vampire that you mentioned earlier? I don't think it can be ruled out. Right. Right. While I don't know 100%, I don't think it can be ruled out. It, they call it the old-time religion, right? You know? Right. Uh, and uh, some people, some, some detractors, some, some skeptics would say, how? How would these people just continue carrying on a religion from that far away, from that long ago, I should say? I'm like, just look at Christianity, man. How old is Christianity? How old is, is uh, Buddhism, you know? Right. Uh, how, uh, several of these religions, how old are they? People continue to carry them on. Uh, these elites could have their own religion, right? Their own beliefs. Right. 
And uh, and do they want to carry out mass rituals? Some some people say the JFK assassination was a mass ritual. There are people that break down um, the nine eleven attacks as a mass ritual. Um, yeah. Damn. Oh, William Ramsey shouts to him. Uh, he's right. been on my show a few times, and and he's he breaks it down as uh, all the numbers that were used for the nine eleven attacks were somehow related to Aleister Crowley, and. Um, and some of the quote unquote magic that he used to do. You know, so are these right. people performing rituals in front of our face or the Super Bowl? Isaac Whitehaupt, you know, he always breaks those down. You know, are yeah. those rituals being performed in front of our face, depending on on the artist, like a Lady Gaga or a Madonna? Right? Are they are they yeah. really doing this stuff, you know? Um well, so, yeah, I, I mean if you are if you're trying to get mass compliance, right? I mean that's very difficult because, you know, you, you're talking about the, the uh, country with, um, you know, varied beliefs, varied age groups, varied demographics. And so if you're going to try to get the youth, which is probably your most important audience, because that's who you need to program the most, uh, you're going to have to use what they think is cool. You're going to have to use what they what they're into in order to get to them. So why would you not control uh, these influencers, these mass influencers and make sure because imagine if Lady Gaga, somebody at her at her level or somebody at Drake's level. Imagine if they decided to join us on this side of skepticism of everything. Right. <laughs> right? Questioning the government. Imagine if they got on stage with their their worldwide fan base and said, don't trust everything you see on the news. Don't trust the government. That could have a profound impact on the controllers of, you know, of a society uh, right. because we saw that in the night. I think they learned their lesson in the 1960s. Right. Uh, <laughs> maybe earlier than that in the 50s, because um, there's a question whether they were actually in control of what was happening in the 60s. But they learned their lesson early on that these, you know, that rock and roll. Uh, and, and the blues and all these other music forms was going to have a profound effect on the youth. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you rarely see you. Re you, In fact, let me see who can we name any celebrity like big name at the top of their game? Artists, musical artists uh, specifically who have come out with some kind of extreme conspiracy theory. That has been able to sustain an audio, you know, sustain their career. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Right. Um, I the only I can think of some people that have done it, but I don't think they sustained their career. And Michael Jackson did it, but he was already oh, yeah. on the downside of his career when Michael Jackson yep. went ahead and did that. Uh, Prince actually, you can make an argument for. Prince yep. uh, came out and said several times. I I don't know if you've heard the. I'm sure you have because you're a massive Prince fan, but. Um, there's a recording of him predicting 9-11. Are you familiar with it? Oh, he was on stage, right? Right, he was on stage. He said, yep. Osama yeah. bin Laden, uh, something, Osama bin Laden gonna bring him down, come, something like that. Yeah. Come, yes, yeah, mm -hmm. 2001, here we come, he says at the end. Uh, and, uh, and right. you know, it was crazy. You know, he, he was able to say that. He, he spoke openly about chemtrails, you know, yeah. and how he was concerned about it. And he was still, I mean, at this point, it wasn't 1984 Prince, but it was still right. Prince, right? He was still right. like incredibly well-respected, unlike Michael Jackson, who was 
not. You know, he was looked at as as a nutcase. Uh, but right, when he right. when he did that, whether it be true or not, that's just a perception. Uh, I can think of Lupe right. Fiasco when Lupe Fiasco was at the top of his game. He came out with a lot of anti-government uh, questioning 9-11, you know, questioning yep. Barack Obama, did a lot of that stuff. And his career came to a screeching halt. Uh, B.O.B. Right. Uh, for one, he 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 started subscribing to Flat Earth. End of yeah. the world, you know, uh, he's done yeah. 100%. So I know what you mean. Like anybody that that starts pushing back, you know, and saying, hey, I'm not for this 100%, they're done, you know. So I can't think of anybody who has sustained. Right. And, and, and so one would have to believe that they're not allowed to. Right. Right. Because right. all of these artists can't be idiots, right? All of these, you know, some of these people, are, a lot of them are idiots, make no mistake. I know this firsthand, but a lot of them are very smart. A lot of them are very smart. Right. They, they read the same things. They, they you know, they, they, they read William Cooper's book. They've, uh, you know, they, they've, you know, they listen to Clyde Lewis. Like they, you know, they, they listen to this stuff, but they, they just, you, you would never know. Right? right. Because they don't want to jeopardize their career because they know that um their job is to keep people happy and dumb. right right <laughs> right keep them dancing keep them distracted so back to the original point um of you know the, the you know when we look at these award shows i mean some of these and, and isaac weishaupt like you said has done a wonderful job of breaking down the symbolism and a lot of these performances uh, you know on the grammys or on the, the super bowl halftime shows um, some of these are blatant rituals, blatant Masonic rituals, blatant Satanic rituals. And one has to ask why. I think the last time we saw the antithesis to that, where it was kind of like a, a holy type thing, was Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> when they Long would, time ago. The Crossroads song. Right. <laughs> right. Other than that, it's always Satan. It's always the darkness. And of course, it could be argued that. Uh, you know, it's, it's the bad boy image is fun and it's, it's you know, being scary is kind of cool in vogue. But I mean, you can make heaven, the heavenly side of things look cool if you really, you know, wanted to. But yeah. So back to your original point with the, you know, with, um, you know, the, the, the predictive programming when it comes to uh, the youth market and music, definitely something there. Definitely. No, absolutely. There, there's, there's, something's going on, right? Um, I'm not willing to write it off as coincidence because right. there's, it's too much. Uh, some people use uh, synchro mysticism to describe what's going on. That's a, that's a fairly new term, you know. But yeah, explain. I, I, what, what does well, that it's, mean? It's, it's a mystical uh, property, right? An esoteric property. Uh, that, uh, you know, when things happen that are seemingly connected, um, like, you know, a, a predictive programming, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that, 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 it, that it has a significance, right? like, like a real, a deeper esoteric significance. That's what synchro mysticism is. But they, it's brushed off as the fringes of the fringe, pretty much like, uh. Right. People who believe this are conspiracy theorists, and and they're right to a certain degree. But that's what synchro mysticism means. Like it's it's something that uh, 
when two th- when things happen, it's not a coincidence, and it has a deeper meaning. But uh, some of this can be proven. I think. I think some of it can be proven that there's a deeper meaning to a lot of these things that that um, that we're experiencing. That there's no coincidence here, because when the Simpsons get stuff right eight thousand times, it's not a coincidence. Maybe once it's fine, but they also predicted nine eleven on the Simpsons. All right, like right. that's that's a little bit too much. All right, for 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 my t- how many times. Has 9-11 been predicted prior to 9-11 in pop culture? It's incredible the oh, amount absolutely. of times that, that, that that's come out, right? Um, also, what was on Scrubs? It was, um, that, that's a TV series, Scrubs, the janitor. Yeah. He, he said that Osama bin Laden was going to be fo- uh, found in Pakistan. He was like, this is where oh. they're going to find Osama bin Laden. Now, now we know, I mean, well, I don't know how you feel about this, Mr. Gates. You could tell me. But I, I think the the official story of of being of Bin Laden being found is is a bunch of horse crap. I don't buy into right. it at all, right? I think it's complete right, right. nonsense. Um, uh, he was probably dead in two thousand and one from kidney failure, and that's there was right. even an obituary posted. Um, so to think that he was still alive when they caught him is is a hard stretch. The only video, the only evidence we've ever seen is a video, and and get this, Mister Gates. I don't know if you remember this, but it's a video of Osama bin Laden watching himself. Okay, so it's a video right. of a video of Osama bin Laden watching himself coming down right. a rock. So the guy on the video may have been the actual bin Laden, but the guy sitting there watching looked nothing like bin Laden, right? And right. then um, it was in this compound in Pakistan, and the CIA was literally living next door to whom they thought was Osama bin Laden. They had cameras on him 24-7, and they could not, beyond a reasonable doubt, say that it was Osama bin Laden there. They still couldn't do it. And this was admitted by Leon Panetta, who was the CIA uh, director at the time, and it was uh, admitted in those words by by, uh, Barack Obama, who was the president of the United States, when they supposedly killed um, uh, Osama bin Laden, and in Scrubs well, they said, "Hey, we're gonna find him in Pakistan," and then supposedly they do. Well, you you know, uh, William Cooper, rest in peace. He was the very first person to predict what you know that that Osama bin Laden would be the face right. of some impending attack. Right? He said it live on the air. You can still find the recording on YouTube. Um, and, and he raised an interesting point, because do you remember, um, well, we were probably too young to care at the time, but... No, the, the CIA Osama guy, Laden, I mean, the, the CNN guy, if that's what you're getting at. 60 Minutes. 60 it was minutes, 60 Minutes, right. Yeah, they went and interviewed him in his cave. And William Cooper says, wait a minute, so you got the CIA, <laughs> <laughs> the most powerful surveillance you know, operators on the planet can't find this guy. Yet this guy from 60 Minutes just walks into the, the caves and, 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 and has an interview. Yeah. It, it was a crock of a junk, you know. So, yeah, there was definitely, you know. But speaking to September 11th, if, if, if you think about all the movies uh, that came out um, just before that, right? Because like you, you mentioned, there, there was plenty of uh, uh, hints placed in movies that we there's no way in hell we could have noticed at the time. Something like B- the Big Lebowski, uh, one of my favorite uh, comedy films ever. 
Um, there's a scene in there where um, where Jeff Bridges' character, I don't know if he's at home, he's somewhere, but on the television at the time, uh, in the background, you hear George Bush Sr. giving his infamous New World Order uh, speech. Right, that and happened you, on 9-11 too, right? Yeah, if you look at the clock in the scene, it's 9, it's, uh, it's uh, 8.55, so... The, the hands on the nine and the 11 and he's writing wow. a check at some point in that movie. And the date on the check is September 11th. Wow. And so, yeah, there was all kind of uh, little hints like that, but um, you remember all the movies that started coming out towards the late nineties, right? This is when CGI had become like, you know, incredible. So you had movies like ID four, which came out in about, I don't know, 1995, 94, uh, where we got to see like this this destruction of all of these American buildings, right? Including the White House, where it was just you know these UFOs blowing stuff up, and it looked so realistic because um, we had never seen it like that. We'd seen special effects, you know, going way back, but this new CGI technology was incredible. Then we had uh, the Godzilla, the the remake, horrible movie with uh, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Yeah, they really screwed that up. Yeah, but the, the CGI and we're seeing the destruction of New York and, and, you know, these buildings, you know, just getting destroyed and it looks so realistic, you know, and uh, the end of Fight Club uh, where the buildings are, are tumbling down in the background and whatnot. So when September 11th happened, we said, wow, this looks like a movie because we had seen it so many times before. Right. It was the only thing that made this different is that it was real, but we had seen it. We had already been programmed to see that, you know, the only difference is this time it was real and it looked just like the films that we had been fed leading up to it, you know, so, you know, I, I really, because I mean, if you think about it, like September 11th, they made sure that we seen it from every angle on repeat to this day. They're making sure that we see that from every angle and uh, we watch those buildings tumble a few times a year, right? With the never forget slogan. Um, but, you know, I say all that to say the predictive programming goes, you know, again, I got to ask you why. What, what is your opinion on why they have to do that? Why not just do it? Why, why, why do they have to give us these hints you know, um, before they do it, a blatant hint as almost as if, if we're idiots, like, why did they have to do it this way in your opinion? Well, you know what you, you, you touched on something there that could be true. Like they could just really think they're idiots or that we are idiots and they're putting it out there just to see, Hey, how, who's going to catch on when then again, some of this stuff is almost impossible to see when it's happening. You only see it after the fact. Right, because right. nobody's nobody's looking out for nine eleven on Neo's passport or in the Big Lebowski, um, you know, uh, before this, and then it happens, and they're like, "Wait a minute," you know. Right. So it, it's almost like if if they want you to sign a contract, right? Like a contract has to have consent, right? I mean, I, I yeah. would think, right. So this is why I, I never, I would never really subscribe to, like, when you buy a new television or you get a new computer. And the Samsung gives you like about freaking 140 pages to read, you know, and um, and you have to consent to it. You don't really have a choice. 
right? You just either you just bought this television, or you're going to take it back, or you're going to consent to to whatever Samsung puts on all those pages. Nobody's going to read that thing. So if there's no right. real consent, you understand, like. So we don't know while they're showing us, right? That they're showing us what they're doing and what they're planning. They're not really showing us because we won't know until it actually happens. And then we'll go back and say, damn, right? Like, uh, yeah. wh what was it? What, what was the shooting that was depicted in Batman? I think that was Sandy Hook. Uh, Sandy Hook. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think it was Sandy yeah. Hook that was depicted in Batman. Who was going to know that? Right. It's right. after the fact. That's when like, wait a minute, didn't I see that in that map that they had in the Batman movie? Yeah, let me take a look. Oh wow, that's an incredible coincidence, right? That's that's how we would do it. Or or oh wow, these these bastards encoded something in this movie. Or somebody was trying to tell us something. But it's not, you well, know, well, it's it uh -huh. Good I'm sorry. But no, no, let's no, go fine. back to let's go back to what I was talking about with ritualistic magic. Right. Because that is, all of that is part of ritualistic magic, whether you're talking voodoo with voodoo dolls, you know, or some kind of likeness of the person that you're trying to influence or hurt or whatever. Um, it's basically like playing with dolls. You um, and, and, and of course, if anybody came in and saw, you know, these voodoo dolls sitting around, they'd be like, oh, that's silliest kids toys or that's some weird stuff. Um, they wouldn't even n notice what it is. But um it's, it's what do they call it a uh, sympathetic magic right where you 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 know you, the, the the ritual is performed in full view of whoever and then the outcome it is it, played out just like the uh, i i guess it's it's the the, the it's like the secret <laughs> you know i guess it's just the uh uh the the power of of um manifestation manifesting something so maybe that's it. You know, maybe all the numbers, 9-11, all this, maybe that's just some kind of numerology to it that we don't understand uh, or, you know, or whatever. But the imagery that we see, you know, like I said, with the buildings tumbling down, the destruction of this and that, it kind of makes it more, it, it, we kind of resign to it much easier, right? Pandemic comes out, um, contagion comes out, and we, we're seeing it happen in the real world. And we're like, wow, this is just like the movie. So we start to, we accept it much quicker, right? Because the whole time right. we were watching that movie, we were saying, wow, this could really happen. This could really happen. We're affirming it. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're yes. manifesting it, you know, so maybe that's just it. Damn, Mr. Gates, you make, you make a hell of an argument, right? And I, I, I think, because I believe in manifestation, I believe if you think it, it'll happen if you believe in it. I believe in intention. I believe all of these things and I've seen them happen in my life. So there's a lot yeah. of people that would say that's a bunch of nonsense. It's a bunch of hooey. Probably, I mean, maybe to you it is. Uh, I've seen it in my life. I've seen, I put my mind to something and then there it is. You understand? Like, so right. I get that and I believe in that principle to be true. So if I believe that to be true, then what you're saying can very well be true. You know, and, and imagine and, if you had uh, the entire planet manifesting with you, right? Exactly. And even those who don't watch TV, who don't watch movies, who never watched an episode of The Simpsons, never seen The Big Lebowski or The Matrix or any of that, uh, they're kind of just going to follow with the herd, right? Because you know they're they're tuned out of all that predictive programming stuff. But 
uh, if if you know they come out the house one day and they see the entire crowd running a certain direction, they're gonna say, "Hey, what's going on? Oh, there's a fire!" And without even smelling fire, without even seeing any signs of fire, they're just gonna naturally run with the people because, right. well, how could all these people be wrong? And so maybe that's just it, you know? Maybe that's it's this collective ritual where they are agreeing to get us to come to the sacrifice on our of our own free will. And it's just much easier for us to submit. And you know, you know what, Mr. Gates, I think you've given a different definition to the revelation of the method, or at least the why for a revelation of the method that, that I can definitely get down with and, and, uh, and give more credence to that makes sense to me. Right. Right Why are they putting all this stuff out there? Why are they putting all this stuff out there? Well, maybe it's right. to get everybody thinking in a particular direction. And if, any, if everybody thinks, we've done conscious experiments before, right? What is yeah. prayer? What is faith, right? When, when enough people pray together, what happens, right? The, the, the saying is you can, quote, unquote, move mountains, right? right. So th- that's, th- that's, a, that's a thing. You, you can do things when people come together of the same consciousness and direct that consciousness. So if they right. get us all to think in a particular way, and feel a particular way while watching a ritual that they've put on television, right? right. To to program us, God knows what the hell um, they can actually manifest in this reality as a result of it, and uh, that is very dangerous. And this is why we need to know, you know, we need to look back and see what these religions are, what these people believe, and how they move. Right, how they they try to manifest what it is they're trying to do. We need to have that understanding, so we can't turn away from Masonic teachings just because we think they're evil. We have to look at these things and say, "All right, what what can we get out of this?" Because they're going to manipulate us all day. You sold me on this right now, Mister Gates. I think the revelation of the method is a thing. While I thought predictive programming wasn't a th- I mean was a thing, I wasn't quite sure about the revelation of the method, but now there is a reason for it in my book because they can get us all together to to manifest reality. Yeah, they're, they're, that makes they're sense. The vamp- yeah, they're the vampires that you mentioned at the top of the uh, show right. um, who need to be invited in, but the only thing is instead of feeding off of our blood, they seem to be feeding off of our collective fear. So, right. and with that being said, and I think I already know the answer to this, Billy, <laughs> um, when it comes to predictive programming or revelation of the method, are we being paranoid or are we aware? Oh, we are aware. The fact that, you know what, there is, out of, out of all the ones that you and I have done together at the end of this, the fact that this is the more aware that anybody can be because it's crossed over to the mainstream. Even the mainstream is acknowledging it. They right. may not, they, they may say it's a coincidence, but they're still acknowledging that something is going on. Something is going on, right? Something's right. weird. Absolutely. And you know what? And you were talking about the energy uh, uh, point of this and how they want us all scared and all this other stuff. Monsters Inc is, is uh, right. one of the, I love that movie and I'll go back to it all the time. And what was the energy that was fueling their existence? It was fear. It was fear. fear. Right. You get the people scared, get the little kids scared. Um, But the best, the best um, 
part about that movie and, and the best way to end this, while we know that we're not being paranoid about this, we can also take that the laughter of those children and the happiness of the children in Monsters, Inc. was way more powerful than the fear. Ten right times. on. Absolutely. Right? Fantastic. And this, is, and, and this is why I choose comedy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very good. All right. So, Billy, let the people know where else to find you to carry on this conversation with you. Well, we can find me uh, here on Aftermath.fm, Aftermath Media. Make sure you check me, The Infinite Fringe, The Infinite Fringe Podcast on Apple Podcast and on theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com. And of course, over on Iconic, doing America Unplugged, Mr. Gates, you're that dude. Thank you, man. Oh, man, I appreciate you answering, man. Uh, you guys can find me on my show, The Haterazzi Radio Show. Uh, as I always warn you, it's nothing like this. It's, it's a bunch of dark comedy. And I am, as uh, one of the audience members put it, splendidly offensive. And I do that very purposely. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Please leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Add to the conversation. We read them all. And Billy, I'm going to call you probably tomorrow when I think of some new shit. Or if you think of something, call me, man, because I really like these conversations, man. Fantastic. I, I, I will sure do that, man. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Peace.